This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. When I was struggling with my mental health, seeing a therapist helped me to feel safe and supported as I talked through my problems. I've learned a lot about myself and it has led me to feeling calmer and happier in all aspects of my life. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you'd just like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in your relationships or at work. Or maybe you're just not dealing very well with stress. BetterHelp is customised online therapy that offers video, phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you're not feeling like it. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. And a special offer to Out of Ink listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash outofink. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash outofink. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Hello and welcome to the Out of Ink podcast with myself, Viva and Oscar and Molly Lemon. This is the podcast where two anxious creatives talk openly and honestly about life as an artist. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just typing something what? into Google. What? Why are you doing your Googling now? <laughs> because it's Mental Health Awareness Week starting Monday the 15th of May. Oh. And I just wanted to check that. So I think the week this podcast is coming out is Mental Health Awareness Week. So I was just checking. The topic we were going to do was art and mental health, but we covered a lot of mental health in last month's episode, didn't we? So Yeah, so this week, as you will have seen from the title, we're covering <laughs> loneliness. Mm. That was an ill-timed laugh there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not funny. It's not funny. But anyway, that's what we're covering today. But first of all, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. I'm very, very hot. <laughs> I'm feeling mm. quite... Like, I can't have the window open because it's Bank Holiday Monday right now, which is... We've got three in May, and I, I dislike a Bank Holiday you Monday. You dislike it? Why? Yeah, well, when you're self-employed, it's like a Monday with extra, like, guilt. Because you shouldn't really be working, but you need to because you're not being paid, you Because know? Sam's off work, you mean? Yeah. See, but I absolutely love a bank holiday now because it means that Adam's off work and can have can do baby care oh, while yeah, I that's true. either work or do other things. So absolutely love it now. See, I just I just like oh for God's sake, it's not another one. Can't cope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a lot. It's a lot in May. Three because of course, yeah, just because of the extra coronation one. Um. So anyway, I can't open the window because everyone is out gardening and doing stuff with power <laughs> tools. So I'm feeling like really quite toasty mm, yeah okay it's not it's not good it's not good here but uh, anyway I've been working today so you know fun <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't don't lie Molly you love working you're a yeah. workaholic no I do love working but I've been writing a newsletter in my listings which is like the opposite of fun it's like the stuff you don't want to do when you're 
an artist. Fun fact, Molly told me, people find newsletters really boring because apparently it's our least <laughs> listened to episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't blame anyone. I'd, I'd scroll past a newsletter episode. I mean, they're bad enough to write, let alone listen to you talk about them. Quite important, though, because if, you know, Instagram disappears, mm. newsletters all you've got. Yeah, so if you're one of those people that calls themselves a fan of our podcast but skip that episode, please pause and go and check out <laughs> because you let us down. And then come back because this is going to be a great episode. I can feel it. Yes, <laughs> yes. This week's anxiety scale is... Guilty Pleasure TV? That's not right, is it? Yeah. We, we put a poll on, on Instagram. I wanted to do flowers. Yeah. I got massively outvoted. Oh, yeah, but you got more <laughs> votes than I thought you would, if that helps. Mm, you thought I'd get none, didn't you? It was flowers against TV shows, and then we thought that's quite broad. So um, instead of TV shows, we've gone for, like, guilty pleasure TV, just to, you know, make it a bit more niche. Yeah. I think you should go first. Oh, okay. Um, so I've just written my scale, so I can't say it's... Um, I mean, um, you know... Anyway, <laughs> I'm melting here. It's, it's just the it's beginning so of May. I'm melting. I don't know. I'm cold in my studio today. Oh, it's the sun. It comes right in, in the window. Anyway, enough weather chat. Right, my anxiety scale for Guilty Pleasure TV. Number 10. It's a non-anxious day. This TV show, if I'm feeling really bad, it's like the go-to to put on. It is Made in Chelsea. You put that at number 10. Yeah. I didn't know if you would. Yeah, I did because I watched all the episodes that were out while I was at uni in my halls. It had already been, already mm. been out a while, but I was late. It makes me feel a bit safe, you know. It's comforting. <laughs> we both love Made in Chelsea, but we never really, we've never discussed it on here because it is so off-brand it's so off for brand. both of us. But I think the thing is, they li- live such different lives and they have like problems that I don't feel I have because they're very like worried about what they look like and do you know what I mean like I, I'm just like mm, that's your problem I kind of enjoy watching you have that problem as, you know I just yeah I, I wouldn't fit in with them and I think that's why I it's very easy enjoy. watching isn't it yeah it's it's far removed from my own life I feel I enjoy it I enjoy it too I enjoy that we've we've discussed it and now you know people know <laughs> so that's number 10 and then number one my most anxious day would hate to watch this you had it on the other day when I was around your house and I thought oh for god's sakes just turn it off it is is it how I met your mother no No, I was watching the big bang it's the big bang that's it the big bang theory why do you hate the big bang theory because I don't like the fake laughter Oh, I love that show. I love that show. And I have watched many a bits of episodes. Can't say I've ever tried to watch it. And I do, I've never thought, I like this. I've always thought, this is annoying. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I thought you'd disagree. Well, it was on. But we weren't watching it. I mean... No, no, I'd left it on for the baby. For the baby. Because he likes to sleep to, to TV. Because <laughs> he likes it. But I don't know. It just doesn't appeal. Nothing's ever grabbed me. And I just... No. Is it even made anymore? Are they, just, are they just playing old episodes? They re, it's there's a channel that basically only plays Big Bang Theory. Yeah, well, I that's would say the that Big Bang Theory is better than How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother is very annoying. Can I put them in? Because I don't know the difference. Can I just put <laughs> them all in in one? I just don't. I just they're not they're not my vibe. I can't believe that's number one. Okay, yeah. fine. Move on. If you made me watch an hour, I'd be really sad. Um, 
And number five, I didn't know whether to discuss this on the podcast, is it's such a terrible show. <laughs> but you've already mentioned Made in Chelsea, so can it, can we stoop lower? Yes. <laughs> yes, we can. Oh, so you have to guess because I've said it's number five. Oh, I have to guess. You'll never uh, guess this, although you have seen it. Have I? I recommended it to you. Did you recommend it a week ago? No. Okay, fine. Um, I don't. I really don't know. You, Me, Her on Netflix. Oh, that is such a terrible show. That is so bad. But the first series I really enjoyed, but then the second and third series are like just repeats of the first, so that's why I only got a five. Terrible, terrible TV, in my opinion. Absolutely terrible TV. Like, that's surely a one, but fine. No, because I enjoy watching it. I did watch it because you recommended it, but I I just was watching it thinking, this is really weird. (laughs) And it just got weirder and weirder. It's the most repetitive TV show you've ever seen. But anyway, yeah, that's my anxiety scale. I feel like Mm. I was in my element there, really, because... But yeah. most of the guilty pleasure TV I'd put in number 10. I know. I, as I was thinking about my scale, there were a few that I thought, oh, they could all be up, up there, really. Yeah. Me and Molly, we both we both like a bit of trashy TV, really. We're, like, so far from cultured, it's unreal. <laughs> hey, I watch culture stuff, too. I'm so far from cultured, it's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your TV taste is worse than mine. I mean, you like mm. Saturday Night Takeaway and... Oh, uh, I love it. I'm a, and I'm a celebrity and I oh, just yeah. won't, I won't touch either of those programmes with a barge pole. So. Anything without and deck. I, like, um, Saturday Night Takeaway was nearly number 10 for me. I, I'm surprised it wasn't, really. It's not as good. Anyway, what's right. yours? Okay, mine. So, number 10. Oh, I absolutely love this show. <laughs> I have watched this show. I kid you not. I've probably watched the whole thing like six or seven times all the way through. I watched it while I was having contractions. I watched it while breastfeeding at 3am in the morning. Like it is just happy times for me and, and no one else is going to agree with me because Am it's... I not going to agree either? I, no, I know that you've watched it, but you haven't watched it to the extent that I have. Um, oh. I just find it. I just find it so relaxing. It, it takes me back to teenage times. It's that Netflix show, isn't it? It is never have I ever. Yeah. I don't know why. I can't explain to anyone why I'm so obsessed <laughs> with it because it is definitely aimed at children who are at least ten years younger than me. But yeah. I just love it. I love it. I love. It has really great music and mm. it's funny mm. and I love the characters. And I'm sorry. I'm just obsessed with it. And meanwhile, I couldn't get past series one. Although I did do a whole series. Yeah, but I, honestly, if I am sat down and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to watch, I'll just, I'll just rewatch it. And Adam will be like, he'll come in and say, you're not watching that show again, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. It's like a comfort blanket, though, like something that's so familiar and unthreatening because you yeah. know what's happening and it's, it's not challenging you. Like everyone needs a bit of that. You're right, it's comfort blanket. Oh, you love it. Okay, anyway, so number one, this is um I've I don't know if this is allowed because I've actually never watched it but I just know for a fact that it's awful you're gonna say Love Island no I have no but but that would probably be down there um (laughs) no I've put Keeping Up with the Kardashians because I just feel like that must that must be terrible TV because they're terrible people (laughs) (laughs) can you blanket say that can you blanket say that I mean yes okay (laughs) Okay. Do you disagree? Um, Do you think that they're out there trying to save the world? I don't... I would say... I don't know, but I'm probably not going to add them on Facebook anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Is that quite a millennial thing to say? (laughs) 
Anyway, I just thought, I was thinking about TV and I just thought, bad. I've heard it's got really good production value, but yes, I wouldn't watch it. Great. Okay, yeah. and then today... Nice drone footage, I've heard. Anyway. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then today I am... Mm. Molly uh, introduced me to this show last week. I love oh, it. Oh, so I have to guess the number now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, should I say the show? Yeah, before? yeah. Okay, so uh, I think it's called The Santa Clarissa Diet. Yeah. I really do like it. I don't like it enough that I'm going to watch it eight times, but I like it that I'm watching it through and it's enjoyable and it's making me laugh. Okay, so it's bank holiday and apparently you like bank holidays and it's sunny and you've had a bit of baby free time, possibly, or at least you are now. (laughs) Um, So I'm saying you're a seven. I put it at a six, but yeah, I'd say it was a six or a seven. Yeah, nice. Glad to have introduced you to it. Yeah, thanks for bringing that into my life. I mean, I'd only been telling you to watch it for about two years, so... Had you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so random, like, and it's so, like, laugh out loud as well, some of the Mm. (laughs) the things that happen, you're just like, what? I love it. It is a great show. Yeah, Yeah, great. If you haven't watched it, anyone, and you're looking for just some sort of really easy watching... Mm. Start with that. Easy watching, but also a bit weird. Brace (laughs) brace yourself. Right, so this week's topic, as we said earlier on in the podcast, is loneliness. Loneliness in terms of being self-employed or an artist. When you're self-employed, you're a bit more isolated than you would be if you're working for a company. Because even if you're working for a company and you're working from home, you still have Zoom calls, whereas... Often artists and self-employed people are far more isolated than that. So we thought it'd be interesting to talk about, hopefully give some tips of how to feel a bit less lonely. Mm. Yeah, and we just thought it'd be good for Mental Health Awareness Week. We've had some lovely questions through on our new Instagram account. Mm. Thank you for everyone who went and followed that after the last episode. Yeah, I was worried when we put the question box up that no one would put a question in. But they did, so thank they you. They did. And now they're all in one place because before I got questions, Molly got questions, and we yeah. had to mash them together. Yeah. No mashing involved now. Ready made mashed potato right here on my. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it's so good to have your questions because then we know what you want to hear about. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a guide and we'd probably just talk about stuff you didn't care about. No mm. one wants that. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, you did like that last week when we had, we had no topic. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks for the feedback on that as well. Thanks to the 100 people that said they really understood what B was talking about and the one person that said they understood what I was talking about. So that was really good. <laughs> Molly was really worried afterwards that she was the only person who'd ever thought she'd run over a child when it was a pothole. But then I found someone else who had, so I felt less alone. Yeah. Also still felt quite alone. Hey, that ties in well to, uh, to this loneliness podcast. That's true. Right, I'm going to dive on in. Are you? Okay, cool. How do you keep yourself motivated? Oh, that is hard, actually, when you're working on your own. Mm. Yeah, because you've got to be really disciplined, haven't Mm. you? When you have a job that you turn up to, you've got people keeping you accountable for working all day. Yeah. Um, I find I turn into a terrible boss and just treat myself really badly, so I do loads of work. I found going easy on myself doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I think you, maybe there's a you to meet somewhere in the middle there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do think uh, extremes are sometimes the only way to get things done. 
I used to find when I was employed, mm. if I had a deadline mm. and I left my work until like the day before the deadline, which, you know, sometimes happens. Always. It would be like my best work because oh, yeah. I just had to get it done and I work really well under pressure. So yeah, maybe being hard on yourself can motivate you. Yeah. Leave yourself and one day to do everything. Molly's quite often doing yeah. uh, primary prim- prim- stuff the night before. Yeah, and also I find if I'm unmotivated, it's because I don't have a looming deadline because you set your own deadlines a lot of the time mm. when you're self-employed. So, like, the last couple of weeks, I was really struggling with wanting to do anything. So I just was like, okay, my print release is next week. And I was yeah. like, well, I've got to do it now. And, and then I worked a lot harder. So yeah. I do think doing things like that can be helpful. But also... You are self-employed and part of the perk is that you can have quieter days and you can give yourself a break sometimes so make use of that as well. I find what helps me with being motivated is like if I'm struggling to create enough work I'll say right I need x amount of work for this product. I just Mm. like aim towards a final an end goal Uh, for example like a calendar and then like right okay well I have to create 12 illustrations for that by this time. That's like it's it's like a deadline, but I'm not giving myself a physical date. I'm just giving myself an end goal. Yeah. Also, if you do want to hear a bit more about motivation, I feel like it was episode one, two, or three of our podcast was all. <laughs> yeah, on we covered hour. it really early on. Yeah, we might have covered it really badly because we didn't really know how to podcast back then, but we did cover it. Mm. So it might be helpful for people feeling unmotivated. That was a good plug back at our own podcast. Well done <laughs> again. <laughs> okay right do you miss working with other people that have similar interests to you so when when I was employed I was a graphic designer but I worked in a studio so I had sort of like a manager another graphic designer and then there were some sort of marketing people um so I would say yes I have I guess I have interests with other graphic designers because design Mm. but otherwise it's not like I was in an art studio you know, like a foundation or something where I was surrounded by other artists. So I think it's less about less about that and more about just having the company and having people to talk to. And I really liked when I was... Well, so if I finished a project and I needed someone's opinion, that was quite good, being able to have a team look over it and discuss it. Mm. And now I just, you know, send it to Molly, see what she thinks. Yeah. I do miss having colleagues there all day because you have a lot of fun with colleagues, I found. Yeah. But I'm such a, in like, I wouldn't say I'm an independent person because my anxiety, I think, prevents me from full independence. <laughs> I rely a lot on, like, Sam. But I'm independent in terms of I like being on my own and I like my own company. So as much as I miss my colleagues, I'm totally comfortable being on my own. Mm. Unless I'm in the middle of a mental health breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you socialise and stay positive? I'm a working stay-at-home mum and I have really bad social anxiety. Oh, so I think COVID gave a lot of people social anxiety that they might have they might have otherwise not had. Mm. Because we were staying away from people so much. Do you remember when you were first allowed to socialise again? And I don't know about you, but there'd just be this awkward, I have to talk to people in person mm. again. Yeah. And and I feel like being self-employed is a bit like that in some ways because you're so in your own little bubble and then you leave your studio or working space or whatever and you, you go, go outside and have to physically talk to people. And I don't know, you do get rusty, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like I've never been good at socialising. I've always found it really tricky. But I mean, I feel like quite capable of putting on like 
uh, an outward persona where I can kind of act more confident than I am. Mm. I don't think I'm fully me when socialising with most people. I just remembered when me and Molly went for a walk down the cycle path. Oh, my God. I said to Molly, look, we were, I don't know, we were talking about, like, oh. saying hello to random strangers. We were talking about, like, social anxiety, I think. We were. We have deep conversations. <laughs> anyway, this, this old lady was sort of kind towards us and I said to Molly go on then say hello to this lady (laughs) Molly just she did do it but she did it in such a weird way we laughed about it for so long afterwards no I was laughing because I was really tense because I find it hard I overthink things walking past people I know I should say hello because I live in a little town and that's what people do sometimes my social anxiety gets the better of me and I'm overthinking everything (laughs) and basically B was like go on say hello to her then and I was like laughing and then <laughs> mid laugh but laughing silently I didn't want her to think I was laughing at her no no, no and then not. I like went hi like that <laughs> as I walked past <laughs> and B and B was like didn't mince her words and she was like that was really weird <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny oh it was just the highlight of my day that I loved that oh uh, so yeah I totally sympathize with your social anxiety I think I mean, some some way of getting out there, like, because you can, there are apps where you can literally find friends that you can sign up. Like, even Tinder, I swear that has a friend. Does one, one of the dating, or a few of them, Bumble, not sure. If some of them have friends finding Also, I've accounts. recently been getting so many adverts, because obviously I'm a new mum. Apparently mm. there's one called Peanut, which is just yeah. an app to meet new mums. It is, but you have to pay, I think. I do. I, Which well, is I, not, do. I mean, fair enough. You have to pay for a service, but um, I yeah. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. I, well, obviously, I don't know anything about that. I think a good thing could be doing something like joining a class, like an exercise class or like a art class or something where it's like the focus isn't on socialising; it's on an activity. Like that hmm. could be good. And you can always do that by Zoom if you're like a stay-at-home mum and can't easily, you know, leave the house or leave your children do that on zoom that might be easy although i find i find zoom very socially anxious like it's somehow <laughs> worse isn't it um yeah i don't know i i only really zoom with you and we once had a zoom with a podcast sponsor which which we were really anxious about because well, yeah because we thought we'd have our cameras on and then they just never turned the cameras on so it was basically a phone call with black squares <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was we, we didn't enjoy that terrifying um terrifying basically we we really sympathize with you but there are ways you can get out there and socialize where hopefully it's a bit more of a relaxed environment yeah and she said she's a working mum as well so like go to like a mother and baby class and make friends with the mums and babies that's true i've i've loved um having contact with my nct group oh there's been like a few meetups not tons of meetups but even so just having that group that support group where if I, you know, everyone messages of weird things their babies have done and everyone's in the same boat. So everyone, everyone usually just goes, oh yeah, my baby did that too. And then you just feel better. Mm. I don't want to turn this into another baby podcast though. <laughs> uh, this kind of ties in, it just says, mm. how do you make friends as an adult outside of education and a work team? It feels impossible. I'd just yeah. say Instagram. Mm-hmm. I would. I mean, there's millions of people out there on Instagram. I feel like a good way of finding friends and helping people find you is definitely to show your face and do talking stories. Because I find when people talk to camera, I can kind of gauge whether I'd get on with them or not. And I'm probably more likely to message them because I feel like I know them more. 
And I, mm. I have quite a few friendships that have come out of um, Instagram. I have people's WhatsApps and, you know, when you move off Instagram, you know you, you've kind of got a friend. I think you met this really, really cool girl on Instagram <laughs> called, called B. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I met you in person. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think Instagram is a great place for finding people. And especially if you're following people that sort of are like-minded and Mm. doing similar things to you or work that you really like, if you're an artist and you admire them, then you can just talk to them about that. I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, and also there's a couple of artists at the moment I'm talking to about doing like small, just like experimental fun collaborations. And then that kind of gives you like a purpose for the conversation and that kind of thing helps you feel less lonely because you're working with someone then what collaboration are you working on <laughs> i can see your face you looked up and you're like who <laughs> <laughs> i'm really intimidated by molly's other instagram friends because as oh, far as i'm so concerned funny. i'm her only instagram friend so oh, yeah sorry i only follow one person and it's b <laughs> <laughs> do you crave an empty house to get on and work and then feel weird and lonely when you get it yes and no <laughs> No, my no for a fact, Molly absolutely loves an empty house day. There's nothing more exciting than an empty house. I used to hate being by myself in oh, the yeah. house. I really did used to hate it. But I have a newfound love of it now. Mm. <laughs> and so it used to be, it used to be if Adam took Margot out for a walk and I'd be like, oh, Adam's not here, the dog's not here, this is fantastic, I can do anything. So that was great. And then it just went up a whole nother level when Mm. now the baby and the dog leave the house, which has only happened since I've had the baby once. Um, Oh, really? But it was lovely. (laughs) Yeah, I remember you voice noted me, you were like, it's really weird. Mm. It was weird. I mean, it was really quiet. And after a point, I sort of was like, oh, I miss them, which is, which is nice. So I wouldn't want to do it for too long, but I think if it's if it's a novelty, which it was for me, mm. that's quite enjoyable. Yeah. I like an empty house, especially in the day when I'm working. I like to just be on my own. Like if Sam's in his office, <laughs> I prefer when it's just me in the house. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be careful what to say there, don't you? No, I don't know why. I think it's I'm not thinking about if my podcasts are too loud. I don't know, I'm not taking anyone else into consideration. I can be highly selfish. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But um, when he goes away for work, I find the evenings, like, my thoughts get a bit more busy and a bit less nice. <laughs> no, like, I I, um, I don't know, the, the evenings can feel quite um, lonely. They can feel quite lonely, but I like being alone in the day. Also, I like working in the evening, so if he is here in the evening... It's best if he's, like, downstairs but not wanting to spend time with me. <laughs> so he's there, but... You know what I mean? Yeah. I do not enjoy being by myself in the evening. There's just mm. something about the evening and the dark. No, I need to be with someone. Yeah, I, I do agree. I've only just, at the age of 29, started when I'm alone at night. I don't now have the hallway light on, whereas I used <laughs> to always have the hallway light on because I was scared. Yeah, I used to be petrified of spending the night by myself. You wouldn't do it, would you? No, I, well, I I had to do it because sometimes Adam had to go away. But I remember coming over because he was going away because it was like, oh, Adam's going away. Like, it, it was mm. hard for you to spend the night on your yeah, own. Yeah, I got much better at it, but I had to leave a light on, leave music on. Mm. Um, leave music yeah. on, but then you can't hear the burglar. Really, really quiet music. 
Okay. <laughs> so that there was never silence, but I could hear other noises. It's so yeah, much have... better with a dog, though, don't you think? Well, your dog sleeps in your bed, and my dog sleeps locked <laughs> in the kitchen downstairs, so it's, it's less comforting. Like, I know she's there. That's true. But she's also the world's worst guard dog because she loves everyone and she wouldn't bark at an intruder. She'd just be like, love me, love me. Tell tell everyone she's a really good guard dog, though. You'll be safer. (laughs) Oh, she's a great guard dog. (laughs) She'll she'll bite you if you come into my house. (laughs) She's so vicious. (laughs) Anyway, I just don't like it. But I feel much safer now I've got one of those video doorbell things. Oh, yeah, and also, I'll good. never be alone again, because if Adam goes away for the night, I've got the baby. Yeah, so. that's true. You've fixed that problem for at least 18 years. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I mean, he, he's not much of a bodyguard right now, but I'm g- no. he's, in tra- he's in training. In training. Okay, great. Anyway, we've we've digressed and we've moved on to my kind of weird fear of being alone at night. It's an irrational fear, because nothing is bad has really ever happened to me at night time apart from the one time when I lived at my parents house that I woke up to go to the loo and interrupted some burglars trying to get into their garage no that way m- are you serious mm. that's terrifying I must have told you this story I'm no. so basically they stole loads of stuff from my parents garage but the funniest thing they stole because we had a huge freezer in there is they stole a massive tub of vanilla ice cream so we think they must have been absolute youths <laughs> But what they, I turned the bathroom light on and they mm. must have seen the light because I heard noises like, like I don't know, like they were dropping things as they were running away from the garage because they saw the yeah. light. Whoa. And I was absolutely petrified from that night forward. I'm going to turn the light back on next time I'm home alone because <laughs> that scared me. Okay. This person says, it's not a question, but I think it's really important to have one friend who is also self-employed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Definitely. Yeah, because your friends might not understand. You know when you're in the office and you can, like, talk about how your boss isn't being very nice to you kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. And you all get it. Whereas when when you're self-employed, you kind of all understand the troubles you can have when you're self-employed that people that mm. are employed don't understand or don't go through. Molly's been uh, helping me recently. She's been babysitting me on the days where Adam has had to go to London. And <laughs> babysitting I've had a... you? I thought it was babysitting <laughs> your child. Well, no. Because <laughs> she, she's been coming around for kind of just emotional support, really. Because mm. I'm like an emotional support dog. Yeah, because I'm very capable of looking after the baby now. I am. Mm. But... Is there's a difference between looking after him when I know Adam's just at the end of the garden and he comes mm. in every few hours to make a drink, etc., and him leaving the house at six a.m. and getting home at seven p.m. and me just having been with a baby all day. So yeah, it's been really lovely because you know you can only do that because you're self-employed. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah, and also like with self-employed friends, they are probably working Bank Holiday Monday, whereas your <laughs> other friends are probably not working. Mm. So it depends what what jobs your friends have but yeah you kind of you lead you lead slightly different lives different priorities I yeah guess. and it means that you know we can talk to each other all day as we do on voice notes we're, we're keeping each other company but also we don't have a boss who's been like get off your phone because <laughs> we are our bosses and we're always on our phones oh yeah we're always on our phones we voice note all the time and it was hilarious the other day because we were voice noting and then I was like I'm gonna have a bath now so I started running the bath and then <laughs> I got in the bath I got in the bath Continued voice noting, which might sound a bit weird, but it's what we do. It's called a bath voice note, you know. And then I got in the bath. Not my bath, her bath. (laughs) (laughs) 
And so and she was like, oh, I'm having a bath too. We can both bath voice note. So we were just chatting. I don't know what we were chatting about. And then I accidentally pressed... <laughs> I accidentally pressed the video... <laughs> I pressed oh. the video call button. I did. Then... <laughs> it was so much panic to try and cancel the call because not only was did I like I knew she was in the bath, so I didn't want her to think I was trying to video call her in the bath. I totally forgot that that happened. That was so funny. Oh, we laughed so much that I literally like felt so unwell. After oh, that. that was like the happiest evening because I laughed so much. I got out of the bath. I felt so happy. <laughs> so, like you know, when we are colleagues because we yeah, talk about we work all day. Like we don't work for the same business unless you call out it out of ink. <laughs> but um, we share everything. Like we know what what emails each of us get from difficult customers like we know everything so we've got that kind of (laughs) we've got that kind of colleague relationship yeah we have which is kind of like not like another relationship because it's like you spend so much time together yeah I think we were talking the other day about the fact that um the baby probably hears your voice slightly more than it's Adam's voice in the day because I'm obviously I play Morley's voice notes out loud and Mm. he does love you and he smiles at you when you come around because he recognizes your voice (laughs) it's nice it's like even because we actually I feel like people if they followed us on Instagram they probably think we live quite close but we live just over an hour away from each other so we're not that close Mm. so it's nice to know he's hearing my voice even if I can't see him all the time Mm mm-hmm so yeah I'd say what was the question (laughs) um it wasn't a question it was just saying it's important to have one friend who's self-employed and we just we we agree yeah yeah and and if you don't have one you can definitely find one on Instagram Mm. just see who you kind of gravitate towards and then drop them a DM Just chat to them. Just keep chatting, and if it's reciprocated, you know you never, you never know. You might swap numbers and start a podcast. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a typical routine for your day, which you think helps combat loneliness? No. Um. Before I met B, and now I wouldn't feel lonely at all in the day unless she wasn't voice noting me, and then I would. Um. <laughs> but before that, I used to about lunchtime head up the high street. I live near a really nice high street. And I'd kind of wander around into shops and chat to the shop owners. Yeah. Um, this is pre-COVID. Because, like, I needed to buy fruit and veg anyway, but lovely Teresa would be happy to chat. Yeah. So, like, that would just help. Even five minutes of chatting is helpful. My equivalent of that is the fact I refute... Well, I've, I started to do it a bit before I went on my toes leave, but mm. um, I, like, refuse to do click and drop or drop and go because mm. I love I love the time that I get to stand at the post office chatting to the post office ladies and mm. I have I have just the nicest post office where I live and everyone's lovely and like they're just so nice and we have lovely little conversations and I don't want I don't want to not have that so that's ba- yeah. that's why I hold up a massive queue in Radstock post office <laughs> sorry people who live in Radstock you have to stand behind me <laughs> Yeah, just those little interactions, even if they don't last that long, can really boost you. Mm. Just that, just that human contact. And I would say I did have a routine, and having a routine did help me with being less lonely. Probably, 
Just because you know you know what's coming, you can factor in moments of socialization. Like I would, I always had lunch with Adam. We would always eat lunch together because he oh, well yeah. he works at home as well. So even though we were apart in the day, that was quite nice. And then yeah, yeah I'd always go to the post office in the afternoon and have my little chat there. And then I have my yeah. voice notes from Molly. That's sort of my routine. <laughs> what's your favorite podcast to listen to besides that of Ink? And do you also listen to audiobooks? Out of Ink is not my favourite podcast. Um, <gasps> <laughs> I don't sit there and listen. Leave. To I actually, I actually do. I tell you what, I must love this podcast more than you, Molly, because I re-listen to our podcast regularly. Well, I edit them, so I've already listened to them ten times. I, I tell you what happens if Molly mm. is ever away. So mm. when she goes on holiday and stuff, and understandably doesn't voice note quite as much i am um, i just re-listened to the podcast if i miss her so the other day i was walking down the cycle path and i hadn't had some voice notes from molly and i just listened to an episode and it was great i listened to it out loud like a an absolute yob <laughs> because I couldn't, I couldn't find my headphones well spread the word it's good maybe you could stand on a street corner and just play it might get some more listeners i thought the best thing about this is if anyone walks past right they're not going to know that it's my own podcast because they don't know what my voice sounds like they're just gonna think oh she's listening to a really educational (laughs) podcast about art she must be interesting little did they know that i'm so vain i just go (laughs) go around listening (laughs) to my own podcast so your favorite podcast is out of ink I'm the worst podcaster ever because... You don't you listen know, to podcasts. I, you You're know so this, lame. Yeah. I don't really listen to podcasts. I mean, I did start listening to a few sort of baby podcasts, but... Yeah. The thing is, you're my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Your voice notes are my podcast, so... <laughs> okay, they're personalised, so I guess that's better. Yeah, and I've never listened to an audiobook, but I feel like that that might be nice. Yeah, I love an audiobook. Currently listening to The Handmaid's Tale great book because I finished the series brilliant series uh, my favorite podcast in the whole world is red-handed it's like a true crime podcast but like a nice it's, one it's my idea of my worst nightmare what just listening to how people have been murdered no thank you yeah but it's like some of them are just a bit gruesome for the sake of it whereas red-handed is like a bit political a bit true crime it's good I like it a lot it's my favorite <laughs> Um, there's so many podcasts I like. I've stolen this from Adam, and the only reason I've ever listened to it is because Adam puts it on in the car, but I quite like the John and Ellis podcast. Have you ever listened to that? The what? The John and Ellis podcast. John and Ellis? John and Ellis. Oh, John and Ellis. No. Quite funny. Oh, cool. Nothing to do with art. They're just both comedians, no. and it's quite funny, and it's quite light-hearted, mm. and, and I haven't told Adam to turn it off in the car, so it must be, oh. you know... <laughs> audible yeah. that is good yeah. um i really like podcasts because they feel quite intimate and like they feel like my friends because and i do think if i listen to a podcast i feel so much less lonely with having those voices in my head i think that's why we started this podcast <laughs> to what to help people feel less lonely yeah to help mm. other self-employed people have something to listen to that was also relevant to what they were doing but also fun and yeah Good lesson. If I say so myself, <laughs> which I do. Because she is our number one fan. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of any other... I like How to Fail with Elizabeth Day, but I, 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 I binge that about every year for a week. I can't listen to it weekly. I don't know why. I just have to be in the mood. But no, I think 
the good thing about audio medium is like you can if you're an artist you can work and like fully focus your eyes on what you're doing whereas like yeah. if I'm watching at the moment I'm really watching Desperate Housewives brilliant guilty pleasure TV <laughs> up there number nine and um or maybe Gilmore Girls be number nine Desperate no number Gilmore eight. Girls isn't a guilty pleasure Gilmore Girls is a quality TV show get that out of the guilty pleasure box you're wrong. Anyway, um, <laughs> so it's hard. I don't feel like I do as good a work when I'm watching something as to when I'm listening to something because it's taking my ears and my eyes. Yeah, but you don't, you watch things, but you don't watch them, do you? Because no. whenever, whenever we re-watch things together, you're like, I don't remember this. And that's because yeah. you've not watched it. <laughs> I've watched about 10% because <laughs> yeah. I, I, put, I look for about a second every 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah. that's not great. That's... <laughs> That needs to be something that you've watched before and it doesn't matter if you miss crucial plot lines. Yeah, that's true. I think that's it. Some things we haven't discussed that I was thinking about, if you were feeling lonely as a self-employed artist in particular, is you've got the option to rent a studio space amongst other artists. Hmm. Expensive, it can be expensive, but I mean, I love hanging out with the people at my studio. Like Hmm. that is really nice. Um... And then also doing shows. So I do about five, six shows a year and they're really sociable, especially if you're going and staying away at a show and then you've got the evenings to socialise. Sometimes it's a bit much because it's like selling all day and then (laughs) socialising and it's like really tiring, but that's really good. And then like joining a guild as well, like a a maker's guild. I don't do any of these things, but I concur they're (laughs) probably good. Which is weird because I'm, out of the two of us, I've, I'm much more comfortable on my own, I think. But I'm doing all the things that you should be doing. Yeah, but I don't want to pay for a studio space. I know you, your studio space is yeah. free and you wouldn't have it if it wasn't free. No. Um, I have done shows, but... You didn't love then them. I didn't really love them. Then COVID happened and then, I don't know, I've not got back into them. And I'm not sure if there is an illustrator's guild, like local ones... I'm oh sure yeah, that... just like a makers guild, like a local guild, can be good. Mm. And also, I just I quite like being at home. <laughs> I yeah, just, I I like it. Yeah, I think like it like I prefer being at home. I think like shows are such a effort, and there's so much prep. But um, I feel like it's helpful to kind of get yourself out there and then even though it's difficult you can there's quite a lot of benefits I guess it's impressive actually that you do so many because for me yes Mm. it shows a lot of work and that's one element to it but another element is because I'm quite a socially anxious person Mm. having to talk to loads of people you don't know all day for that show like that's terrifying makes me sweaty just thinking just thinking about (laughs) but I am really like I think I just have gained the skill of of having a, a persona, like a exterior that I can... It's like an armour you can put on hmm. and pretend... Like, I'm not... It's not that I'm not me, but I can kind of put the social anxiety to one side in order to function in a place like that because I feel I have to. Yeah. Like, I, I, I play a part... I mean, it's not the most authentic thing to do. Maybe not that healthy. But it's like, yeah, I play a part in order to to be a good storeholder, to to be able to speak to people and have conversations. And I'm absolutely exhausted after because it's so much effort. Oh, it's so (laughs) exhausting socialising, it is. I've also... The shows that I have done, 
So mm. are some it's just sometimes I've done them and they've just been awful. Biggest waste of time ever and you hardly make any money and then you go home and you're like, I've wasted an entire day and oh, I'd yeah. have sold more online. And I think that's really awful when that happens. I yeah, I I make a lot less at shows than I could online. Like a lot less. But um I feel like it comes from that episode we did with my mum and she was basically like, you can either stay in your box or you can get out your box. And I'm like, I must get out my box. Yeah, you must get out your box. It's a legacy of that, maybe. I don't do this, but I see people who are self-employed who do do it. Mm. And if you really need some company and you can't do any of the options Molly mentioned, just Mm. go to a cafe with your laptop and work there for a bit and you'll be surrounded by background noise, lovely hot drinks, and maybe you just feel a bit less alone there. That's true, although it terrifies me, the thought of that. <laughs> um, uh, see, I feel less uh, less worried about doing that. I think I've done that once, and I quite liked it. Although, until I, until I realised, I was quite worried about people looking over my shoulder and watching me draw and judging me. Oh, that is, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'd be worried that everyone would be looking at me and thinking, shame she's got no friends. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, they wouldn't think that. So... We'll just discuss topics on our Instagram again because oh, yeah. we haven't we haven't prepared one. Um, but because we're doing monthly now, we feel like it's a bit um, advanced for us to come up with a whole other topic. Far too advanced. <laughs> Far too advanced. <laughs> <laughs> so when is this podcast coming out? So are these podcasts, we forgot to say last month, come out on the third Tuesday of the month. That's it. Which is not easy to remember or to work out unless you're looking at a calendar. <laughs> but... Um, that's when it's coming out. So, sometime middle of June will be the next one after this. Anyway, so, yeah, do tune in again next time. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. I have noticed we haven't had many reviews recently. I do check, because I like oh. to think... I like to just keep an eye. And we haven't yeah. really had any new reviews. Oh, please leave us a review if you haven't already. Yeah, because I know we have quite a few new listeners, so if that is you and you haven't reviewed us and you like us mm. we no would really appreciate no we would really appreciate you to just spend like a minute just you don't even mm. have to write anything just tap five stars <laughs> um we'd really appreciate that because it really helps the podcast and if you want to get in touch you can message us on our brand new instagram which is out of ink pod or you can email us at out of ink podcast at gmail.com yeah we will be back i'd say very soon but in about four to five weeks in the meantime if you're looking for some tv to watch i highly recommend never have i ever don't watch it it's terrible no it's not terrible desperate housewives it's on disney plus it's such a throwback and i love it